These chairs are going to be real loud throughout this podcast. It's the squeakiest of chairs. Well, what do you got? Um, hey, everybody. After a long hiatus of, of many, many, many moons and, and years. <laughs> we uh, managed to go on hiatus even before COVID. Right. It's been a while, but we're back. Uh, welcome to South Beta Podcast, One Man's Journey to Untangle the Knot. Uh, that is the climbing community in the South Bay uh, with his co-host, who occasionally knows the answers to his climbing-related questions. But only reluctantly answers them. Sometimes. Um, I am the one man. My name is Zach. And with me, as always... Yeah, is Evan. Evan. Yeah, Evan's here. Uh, and he's about to put some bourbon cream in his tea, which is a new one for me. Um, I'm not opposed to it. But, uh, but these chairs are loud. We're in a new venue, new space, uh, new life. Uh, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Have you missed this? Mm, no, not specifically. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's been a lot of other things going on in life. It's, it hasn't really left much space to miss a uh, a podcast that occasionally happened on an every six month basis. That didn't really have a point or or a goal. But you we know it. But we did have like eight fans at one point. We had all eight of them, and now we have zero. I, I jokingly told my girlfriend that she's got to listen to this, uh, which is a new thing we can talk about because I didn't have a girlfriend the last time we recorded. Uh-huh. But but I jokingly told my girlfriend that she has to listen to this, and she was like, okay, I'll listen to the new one. I'm not going back and listen to the old ones, but I'll listen to the new one. And I'm like, I was just joking. You don't really have to listen to it. We're not that good. And she's like, eh, I will, I guess. I was like, all right, I got a new fan. Okay. One new fan. So you've got one sort of like indentured fan. Yeah, and my dog will have to hear it for sure. So that's two oh, people. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, we got plenty of things to talk about here. Uh, first of all, in in a very short period of time, neither of us will be in the South Bay, which makes the name South Beta a little funny. It's a little problematic at this point. Yeah. I think we're going to keep it for posterity, but but yes. Um. Just for full disclosure, I moved to Newport, Rhode Island um, in 2020, um, May, the last week of May in 2020, during the pandemic, uh, I moved. And I've been back a bunch, uh, only climbed a couple of times in the gym. Wait, um, wait, should we explain for the listeners what the pandemic is? I feel like you need to because by the time we actually release this, it'll be like six months to two years from now, and people may have forgotten there may be children that have been born and raised and grown up and are listening to our podcast who have never heard of COVID-19. COVID-19, uh, yeah, the coronavirus. Uh, basically, for all of those people in the future who don't know what we're talking about, it is a time period where we as a country decided that we were going to isolate for three weeks that ended up being two years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the short version of it. There's a lot more detail that we could go into uh, with science and vaccines and dissent and, you know, just, you know, just craziness in the country. But I'd, I'd say let's that's not our podcast. Our podcast is about climbing and fun and joy. Sure. And more, more about us, really. Yeah. OK, good question. Uh, how many times have you climbed since <laughs> COVID-19? Like three times. Three times in uh, what? Two we- years. 21 months something like that yeah but don't worry i'm sleeping at the gym now uh not in the gym i'm sleeping in the van and by the gym so um 
So, you know, maybe I'll get in a couple more sessions this month and we'll see how it goes. Seems worth a try. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to my first talking point. I did I did create a little bit of talking points. They're made by me. Oh, there's a there's a train. That's definitely coming on. Um these are made by me, so they're definitely out of order and probably not relevant in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I was gonna I'm looking at the you know, the lines on the screen there, and uh, train was nothing, but your hand slapping on the table, solid. <laughs> solid should, should we do one of these? Solid response. Yep, there. Yep. Little knee slap, bring it back. Yep, and you, uh, your, your uh, I levels peaked my went, you peaked, you peaked your gain on that. So, so thing number one that I want to talk about is we, we discussed this a little bit last night, um, but I'm, I'm looking to get back into photography, uh, but, but like on a very casual, low commitment level. So I'm starting with a with a photo project that I'm calling um, Vans of Movement or Vans of Planet Granite Sunnyvale, and I still think it should be the Movement Van Movement. I know you do, and I and I support that kind of, but I think that that's more than I'm willing to commit to at this point. That could be, this could be a part of the Movement Van Movement, but this is a smaller subset. Oh, you don't think it's a movement? I mean, this isn't really a movement. This is like a budge. Like I'm not willing to commit to a movement. It's too much work. Okay. What do you think of this? How many vans... What's the most vans you've ever seen in that parking lot? Uh, at one time? Yeah, at one time. Somewhere like 12? 12. Okay, so right now... If you count front and back. Right now, I've seen like... I see like four or five or six on a regular basis every night. So, I got work to do. We'll mm -hmm. figure it out. There's some cool people. Uh, shout out to a, uh, a million tiny lines. Because they put their Instagram handle on their van, and I found out about them, and now I am a fan. And she is amazing. Her artwork is amazing. So go check out the Instagram handle, A Million Tiny Lines. Sure. And Evan's seen them too, and Evan is not as impressed as I am, but, well, he might be. I don't know. He, I'm not going to speak for Evan. For once. Yeah, I have no, no feedback on her art. I think it's, del I think it's like deliciously awesome. Okay. Anyways, and I've shown it to people who also think it's deliciously awesome. So uh, Evan's, you know, in the minority of people right now. Um, any thoughts on my, my van project? Uh, I mean, I think you definitely got to travel around and, like, feature vans from uh, all the movement gyms all over the country. Like, I think that's, that's kind of required. Oh, gosh. That's a big commitment. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not saying no. Um, okay. Next. And what, what has to qualify? Does it have to be a van? I. How much of a van? Is somebody living, like, I mean, let's say someone's JJing it and living in a Volvo station wagon. Does that qualify for the movement van movement? I feel like JJ's grandfathered in, but no. In general, no. JJ's JJ's been part of the OG crew for long enough that he gets in, but not sure everybody else does. Mm. Like if you're living in a Subaru, I'm not saying that's not cool. It's just a different project. Okay. Um, so going on to my next bullet point that is completely, you know, out of order and sorts of craziness. Um, climbing on the East Coast. You're uh, you're going to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You're moving to Arlington, Virginia, and you're going to work on the movement gyms in Arlington. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, Rockville and Crystal City. Crystal oh. City is a suburb of Arlington, Virginia. So nice. Are you gonna go visit the Patagonia store? No. Can I come visit you and visit the Patagonia store? Yes. Okay. There's a new one in. Uh, how far is that from Alexandria? No idea. Okay. There's a new Patagonia store in Alexandria that I haven't been to. That's on my list. There's also a new one in Texas, in Dallas. I haven't been to the movement gym there either. So maybe I'll try and you know swipe that on the way back. We'll figure out how that's going. Um, you excited about being on the East Coast? You're from the East Coast. I am from the East Coast. I am excited about the trip. Uh, but I'm also excited that it's only going to be six months. Mm. Yeah. I do the East Coast for about six months at a time. Or less. And then I come over here. Uh, well, cool. Uh, you know, East Coast, Beast Coast. So to have you there. You gonna do any climbing out there? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Uh, you Go know, to Kentucky. Bunch, uh, maybe Kentucky is eight hours away. Um, not gonna have too many like too much ability to take like long weekends or anything like that. So, okay. Very much likely to um, try to stick pretty close or fly. So. You know, it's it's hard. You know, if you fly to um, the gunks. No, the gunks are like reasonable, like four hours away. Okay. And then uh, similar, like four to five for the New River Gorge in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But then bringing it all the way up to like eight and a half to get to Kentucky is is tough. Yep. Just if you go to Kentucky, you gotta try their soda. It's called Ale Eight One. Uh, okay. Used to live there. Um, well, that'll be fun. Maybe I can give it to you to come visit me in Rhode Island and we could go to Rumney or something. Uh, I mean, I would love to come. I would love to go to Rumney and I'd be happy to visit you in Rhode Island. Maybe. I got to, you know, got to go get some doughboys. <laughs> Maybe I can collect on the bet that we made in the first episode that we recorded. I don't even know how many years ago that was at this point. Uh, many. It was like 2014. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I've been a gym director for five years at this point, and it was before that. <laughs> that is true. Okay. that That's also checked off my list of fun things to talk about. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about kind of our shifting interests, because last time we were talking about shifting interests, we were talking about how I was focusing a little bit more on aqua yoga and a little bit less on climbing. That's still very true for me. Uh-huh. I'm still in that space. I'm focusing on aqua yoga. Most of my goals sit on the aqua yoga side. I still love climbing. I'm sad that I don't think I have any real good climbing partners in the area that are that are around my weight to belay me for, for anything aggressive that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'll find a top rope partner or some things like that to, to get back in the gym while I'm here because um, you're leaving me. But, but the news is that you have also found a new sport and you're very committed to your new sport yeah i've been kiteboarding a lot um i you know it, it was a long journey for me to get from like my first lesson on kiteboarding to where i am now but um yeah i mean like june 2020 you know someone gave me the kick in the pants and got me out and i just had a lot of free time because the gyms were closed and yeah tried to get out as much as i could and try to learn and build skills and get independent and stuff like that. And yeah, now I'm like, go when I can and 
It's uh, it's super fun. Well, you also take vacations based upon your kiteboarding locations. Which yeah, is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I would say the kiteboarding that's available around here is. Uh, it's great that you can do it, but it's not like it's like, wow, it's, this is amazing. I'm so happy to be in this place. You know, yeah. you're kiteboarding on the San Francisco Bay. It's like right off the coast. Of the water the- is as clear as mud and, <laughs> you know. And if the wind goes the wrong way or something happens, it's an adventure. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other locations where that's just kind of like not the case and it's much easier. And mm-hmm. um, I certainly enjoy checking out those locations when possible. Nice. I have not done that, but my big news is that I've really reconnected with sailing. Uh, my parents bought a sailboat, which allows me to sail their boat. I've been sailing small boats myself before they did that, but I did do my first off-the-coast, long-distance uh, sailing adventure, and that was an adventure. Were you the captain? No. No. Not even close. There were two captains... Um, there was a guy who has been on the on boats for forever, a professional shipbuilder, uh, works for Hood and uh, and or Chris Hood and does some really cool stuff and is about to build his own fifty five, which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was my girlfriend who I put above me in the ranking system, so I was the swab at the bottom. So how many of you were on the boat? Uh, most of the trip was five, and then my girlfriend had to go home and work, so then there was four of us. Okay. And we had some real big adventures. Um, I guess I can talk about it here because there's no way my parents are going to hear this. Um, we had the engine cut out a bunch of times while we were like in the middle of the ocean. Uh, we had our uh, one of our one of our parts of our jib sail, which like uh, came un- untethered and like wrapped around the main uh, wrapped around the mast, so we couldn't raise the main past it because it would cut it open and be problematic. So we only had limited main. Our, our staysail's leaching line came off and tied around the mast. And then we lost hydraulics on the jib sheet. So there was this one point where we had very little sail area up because this is a double jib and a smaller main. Very little sail area up. And, um, and we're like kind of just stuck waffling around in the ocean uh, without an engine because our engine died. So it was, there were some scary moments. Um, but our captain was phenomenal. Um, and got us through all of it, and we made it to Miami, Florida, from Newport, just fine, and uh, have some great stories to tell about it. Um, you know, we kind of delayed on doing the renaming thing, so once we actually did the renaming, once she got her new name, which is Grace, she started doing a lot better. Hmm. Okay. Um, how often did you put into port on the trip? Uh, we stopped in Cape May, we stopped in Charleston, and we stopped in... Miami. Where's Cape May? New Jersey. Okay. So we did like a, a two-day trip to Cape May, two days, two, three days to Charleston, and then uh, another like two days to, to Miami. And while you were there, did you get some chews? I did not get any chews in Charleston. I did have, uh, everybody got a good Bloody Mary. I had a Philly cheesesteak that was not bad. Um, I, I think it was Her- Henry's or Harry's or something. It's a big party bar. We just went there for lunch. Um, and then I ordered... No, that wasn't there. can't remember what food you ordered where. Because it, it, it all just worked together. You, yeah. can't, you can't sleep. At one point, I'm sleeping in the, in the bed. We would... You know, you had your four-hour shifts on. And then you get like... You know... Uh, sorry. Th- 
three hour shift on and four and a half hours to rest. And um, I wake up, I roll over, and I'm like, there's a black pillow next to me. We don't have any black pillows in this bed. There's a lot of lint on this pillow. Oh, whoa! It's my girlfriend's butt. My girlfriend's butt was in my face. Mm. Um, That's not bad. Was not bad. I it took everything in me. She was sleeping. Took everything in me not to not to bite it, but I didn't, and I went upstairs and did my shift. But yes, my girlfriend's butt. We we she had to turn sideways because the rocking of the boat. She didn't weigh enough, so she just get like tossed everywhere. Oh okay. So that was that was an adventure and a half. So six days total. Uh, six seven on the water, but then we you know we had crew days where we were working. Mm. So the the whole thing took about 10, 12 days. Gotcha. Yeah, it was fun. And my parents came down to meet us at the bottom. The By the time they got there, I was referring to them as the clients until I saw them. <laughs> I was like, the clients are coming aboard. The clients are coming aboard. You know, like, be prepared for the clients. We've got to get this boat ship-shaped for the clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when are you going to borrow that boat and take me on a cruise of the, uh, the Caribbean for kiteboarding? It's so close. It's like 40 miles away. It's super easy. We can do it anytime. I know. Um yeah, uh, I don't know when my parents are coming up. i got to figure out how they do this this winter, and then we'll figure it out for next winter. But it's totally doable. Sounds good. Um, any Get some of them trade wins. I mean, I have one more really big point that I want to cover. Okay. I know this is going to be a, a, a short, shorter episode, but I wanted to see if you had any content that you felt was, was necessary. I don't know. Twenty twenty was kind of twenty twenty one was kind of a big year for me. I mean, like I did a lot of kiting. I sent the hardest sport climb I'd ever done. Which one was that? Jailbait. You finally got it. Yeah. High five. I like high fives. Yeah. Well, podcast. You know. Who cares? They can hear it. So, yeah, I did that back in March. And uh, yeah, like just tons, tons of cool travel and stuff like that but yeah i mean i'm pretty proud of that even though like in november my shoulder started to feel really bad and i've been going to see a doctor and got an mri on that but what's the what's the verdict on that i have junk floating around inside my shoulder joint junk free bodies what are you gonna do about that pt pt will remove the free bodies potentially Okay. No, it won't remove them, but it'll just help my shoulder deal with them. So, like bone fragments? Uh, could be, could be chunks of cartilage. Got it. But the biggest one is like one and a half centimeters by one centimeter, which is a pretty big that's piece pretty... of stuff to be floating around inside your shoulder. Yeah, that's that's big. That might need to be removed someday. Maybe. Yeah. If you need an ortho, I got good people. Do you? Yeah, you know, I'm the guy who knows a guy. Yeah, you, you feel although, like you are, yeah. Although, this guy's not a guy. I know I know a woman who is a very good ortho. Uh, she's foot and ankle, but I know she'd have a good shoulder person for you. Right. So, I got... I, I, I know people. That's what I... That's like my whole goal is, like, build out the network so you can support people. Ooh, ooh, uh, cool climbing-related purchase of the week. I saw it in the gym. Uh, I'm, I bought a gallon insulated Yeti jug. I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. You have any cool purchases of the week? Nope. Oh, also, sorry, big deal here. Uh, this leads into the last topic, so it's going to work out perfectly well. Um, I am now the, uh, the proud owner of a Planet Granite, uh, you know, Puffy. Yep. 
It only took me like 12 years of trying and, uh, you know, actually buying it from someone because they're not allowed to wear them anymore. Yep. Not allowed to wear them anymore. It's not an actual staff jacket anymore. No one will think that you're a staff member because you're wearing it. So they'll think I was a staff member, though. They might. Yes. And I'm okay with that. Um, which leads me to my next point. So if you do not know, uh, when we went on hiatus, we were Planet Granite. And now that we have come back, all the gyms have been renamed Movement. Um, and I'm doing that with air quotes that you are unable to see on the podcast. The reason why I say Movement with air quotes is because the sign outside still says Planet Granite on the awning. One of them does. When is that changing? When we get around to it. Okay. So I'm still calling it Planet Granite until all traces of the former name have been removed because I just love the name. But we've, we've come to a conclusion that, it, that, or at least I've come to the conclusion that the old Planet Granite logo, despite my ridiculously high level of fondness for it, was probably not a great logo. Nope. It was bad. It was challenging, to say the least. But I loved it. It was deepened in my heart. And, and Movement has a new logo, which is like a humps with lines of three different sizes. Okay, so I saw someone posted, like, ah, I don't like the new gym logo. It looks like an erection. And I was like, what? I don't agree with that at all. I was like, I have questions about your husband's anatomy that need to be answered based on that. And I got the, like, no, 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 no. Like, it looks like a pants tent. And I was like, I can kind of see that. Maybe. But it's, it, let me just put this out there fully. This is a, supposed to be a progressive place where you're going to push yourself and grow and learn and have experience. And the font is, is too whimsical, too familiar, too lackluster to, to really endear the moment of movement to me. And the mountain logo could use a little bit of work, in my opinion. But instead of, instead of not doing anything about it, that's why I have this vehicle, this wonderful podcast vehicle, where I'd like to put it out to the fans. Uh, I am going to, in the not-too-distant future, somehow start a fan art movement logo contest. Um, what we will do is we will put together some, some logo ideas for movement and then submit them to the right people for, them, for their consideration. Uh, if you'd like to partake in this, please hit me up on Instagram at Zachary Cohen or Zachary Yoga, both at before those, or Zachary at Zachary C uh, via my email and let me know of your ideas. I think it would be great. If we can message tiny little, a million tiny lines and get them to do something better, I think we'd be on the right track. There are certain considerations. You need to consider that this logo needs to be able to be presented small and large. Um, you know, but, but I, you know, well, give me what you got and we'll work from it. Do you have anything to add? Do you have any, any thoughts about what the logo needs to be to you? I mean, given that I work there. I know, you're not allowed to officially say anything. I'm basically, and it's not that I'm not allowed to officially say anything. Like, I can have my own, you know, opinion and relationship with the logo. I'm just, what you're talking about, there's nothing against it, but it, I don't think anything's going to come of it. So, I'm you, not, you can do what you want. Listen, when I put together the competition, the prize will not be something at Movement. It will not be officially endorsed by Movement. It'll be me giving you, like, a $50 Visa gift card or something like that. Okay. So, super unofficial, 
just just for S's and G's or shits and giggles because this is this is an implicit explicit rated podcast. Um, and that's that's my point here. Uh, I have now covered all of the checkpoints on my thing. We have exhausted the 15 minutes that you promised to spend with me. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else we want to discuss before we before we adjourn temporarily? I mean, you you've meant you, so you're here uh, and you're living in the van in the parking lot. And like, what what is that like to you? I mean, obviously, the van life is a big part of the climbing community, and it's something that you've. I will say professed to be a part of before like you're like no I've lived in my van and now you're actually living in your van and you're I hear you and you you're talking about it differently I mean I think so I think it's a it's a good good question um you know I think my girlfriend I, I tease around a lot with her uh, and I'm not sure if she knows when I'm joking and when I'm serious but she has definitely kind of changed my perspective on life and living and what the expectation is. And when I think about what I've done in the van is I've used it as a place to sleep, but I've never really thrived in that space. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I've slept in it when I did an 18-day teacher training um, in, or like a 12-day teacher training up in Portland. Uh, I've spent a week in it when I'm you know going to uh, Acre Yoga Festival or something along those lines. But I've never found a way to truly like – make the van a viable like living platform for me like like not like i've never had a thing where like i don't open up a bag in the morning pull out some garment that i need to wear put it into another bag and then go in and shower and break put it on i've never like had it come out of a drawer or been organized enough to kind of do that mm-hmm. um, i have never cooked three meals a day in the van i've never really committed to doing that and i'm trying to experience what it would actually be like to kind of do that to pare down to live uh, a little bit better in the van and that's it's a challenge i'll admit that i've never done and and to be honest with you right now what i'm doing is not it yet like i'm still not doing it yet i have friends supporting me all over the place maybe that is van life but right now it just feels like i'm a little too supported i mean i don't think you have to worry about feeling supported i just do think you need to like figure out how you're going to own that space as your like it's your retreat it's everything you know yeah it's, it's your private space um, it, and not be afraid of it. Like that's the other thing. Like I'm, I'm always afraid of something happening, somebody stealing something, some somebody getting broken into. You know, having this space and doing this thing. Like the more time I spend in it, I think the more comfortable I'll get. Sounds good to me. So, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I've had a van. I've van life in terms of like living in the van for a little bit, but I've never really like committed to that. And I have a whole new respect yeah. for the people who who really really do. Um, I mean, you've been using your van as a van that you go on trips in, and not not as a place where you also live. You yeah. Know? And and that's that's the difference between having a van for for traveling and van lifing it. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, like I'm. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if you've seen. There's a you know there's a a meme where it's a photo of someone about to knock over a tiny domino and then the dominoes ramp up to a giant door-sized thing really yeah. fast. Seen that one? No, I haven't. But I've, uh, okay, so it's like one little bitty one and then it like the dominoes get a little bigger, but they get bigger really fast. So after like seven dominoes, it's the size of like a door, right? Yeah. Uh, and that meme is like 
you label like the thing that started it all on the tiny domino and then yeah. you label the big thing and this one is uh you know <laughs> it, it starts with going to a birthday party at a climbing gym as a child peeing into a gatorade bottle in the van that is also your home <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i didn't have that experience necessarily as a kid but um Actually, that's not true. It wasn't a birthday party, but I did start climbing when I was around age eight at Green Mountain Rock Climbing in, in Rutland, Vermont. Oh, imagine that. I can't uh, can't uh, imagine that we uh, have gone this far in this podcast without covering that before. We totally... Yeah, it's giving me the ads because we totally cover everything in this podcast. But this is... So, so my last question is, is this uh, addendum onto season three or a beginning of season four? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like those episodes come when they come. At this point, it's just, uh, it's all one season. I feel like this is season There's four. There's no seasons. It's just This is like... season four because I moved to the East Coast. So season four is while I live mostly on the East Coast, and I'm still not fully committed to like the van thingy. Once I get to the van thingy, then it'll be season five. What? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just, that's what's going to happen. Um, Evan is... Every, every episode is going to be its own season from now on? It could be. Um, Evan is going, is leaving tomorrow. We're taking him to the airport and getting him out. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, there's a chance that our paths may cross in February, maybe. When are you back in, in, in the, in that area? Where, where? When are you back in DC? Cause you, you're going on a bigger trip. Oh, I'm going to be in DC the first two days of February and then the last three. So maybe the last three days around February or in that timeline, I'll try and stop by and record another episode. Why in February? Because I'm driving back. Oh. So I'm thinking that that might be a good time because if I'm doing all of the vans of all of the movement gyms, maybe I'll stop by, you know, yeah. Rockville and Crystal City or whatever it is. Hit five vans in the area. They yeah. call it DMV. <laughs> District, Let's, Maryland, Virginia. District. Okay, there's a lot of movement gyms out there that are formerly Earth Treks. Uh, speaking of which, the Earth Treks gym in Englewood uh, still has a ton of Earth Trek stuff all over it. It's not, it doesn't look like movement yet. Well, so we changed the names officially, um, but going through and changing all of the stuff that exists in the space is... It's not a easy tick off the box, do it overnight project. I agree. So I reject your criticism and you can take your nitpicking and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. Can I just say one of the great things, they don't longer do comment cards at the gym, but I have, that has not stopped me from leaving feedback and it will not stop me. Yeah. Just try to actually like make sure your feedback is feedback rather than just a question. Oh, yeah. I asked – so this was the question. I asked – there's a sign in the gym that says, uh, please only wash your hands in the sink. Or sinks are only for hand washing only. Sinks are for hand washing only. Yep. Um, and I was like, what about brushing teeth? And uh, can I do that? And Evan's like, yeah, you can. Just don't wash your feet. So see, that you make it sound like it's it was presented reasonably. And you're like, I have feedback. Here's my feedback. There's a sign over the sink. It says the sinks are for hand washing only. Does that mean I can't brush my teeth? I'm like, that's not feedback. That's a question. 
<laughs> I mean, I think the sign is misleading because I'm allowed to brush my teeth. Yes. But as I told you, it is easier to just like set the parameters of what should be happening there than like try to explain to people that no, you can't wash your feet Ooh. in the sink. This leads me to my next question. What is the appropriate etiquette for taking a shower during COVID times? As in, do I wear my mask to the shower, hang it up on the towel rod and put it on immediately when I get out? Do I need a shower proof mask? Um, do I, can I put it on when I get back to my locker first thing? I've been doing the last thing, like just like holding my breath in the shower to my locker and then putting my mask on. There's no standardized etiquette for that. Okay. Well, again, if you have an opinion you, on this. You just like pay attention to see what you do that makes other people give you dirty looks. Okay. If you have an opinion on this, feel free to email me at Zachary at ZacharyC.com. And I think I'm, I am very, I'm honestly relatively happy with how this turned out. Sounds good. I don't know if anybody else will be. This is definitely not on the same level as our Bridget conversation. But he's like, no, it's not. Uh, anything to add? No, sir. I'm good. Okay. Uh, this is South Beta Podcast, uh, Season 4E1, I guess. Signing out. Um, next one will be sometime in the future. Uh, who knows when? Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time. And then and, and we forget to tell you, uh, keep climbing. And uh, visit Movement when you get a chance.